Hello everyone, today with me I have a woman who has done Kiss Me Kate, Camelot, Les Miserables, City of Angels, Victor Victoria, and Anything Goes, just to name a few of the diverse shows that she has done. I have the sumptuous Rachel York. Hi, Hello. Rachel. <laughs> so, how I know you is, I know you twofold. So, when I was oh. in about high school, I saw the, um, the Vic, someone uploaded the Victor Victoria, um, film performance online on YouTube. It's still there. Um, and I remember I watched it and I didn't appreciate, I didn't really get it at first, but then I started, but then, I eventually, once I rewatched like a few years ago, I was like, oh, I get it now. And it's brilliant and it's fabulous. But my main introduction to you was my junior year of college. I was in a Shakespeare course. And the first thing we read was The Taming of the Shrew. And so immediately after watching Taming of the Shrew, I watched the pro shoot of Kiss Me Kate. And I was obsessed. I was just, well, because I've never seen it before, and I was obsessed with you. I mean, you, Brent Barrett, Michael Baresi, and Nancy Anderson were all just incredible. I mean, I I actually, I had a very straight roommate, and I annoyed him so much, because there would be two things that I would quote from it. It would quote from, I hate men, when you, like, open the tavern door, and you do the mimicking, <laughs> and <laughs> I would, whenever I would like clean my room or whenever I was just looking for things, I would do that. And he literally came to my room one time and was like, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the other thing was, I told Nancy this when I saw seven, her in 1776 was right before Always True to You, when she runs down the stairs after flirting with a general, she's like, <laughs> ooh, when, cause we were in an upstairs apartment. So whenever I would run down the stairs, I would do that. <laughs> and it drove him crazy. So, yeah, so That's that is nice. how I know you. And that is how I fell in love with you. And I, for me, just what was so incredible was your range. Like what I just, like you were able, specifically in Kiss Me, Kate, you were able to belt your face off, but then turn around two seconds later and deliver this stunning, legit soprano. How do you do that? I've lived many lives, <laughs> my friend. Many lives. Um, uh, well, from a young age, um, I was sort of a, a family clown and I would um, imitate different family members. And then that sort of extended to, um, you know, I remember it was such a wonderful thing when I played Cruella de Vil because I would do an, when I was a kid, I would do an impression of Cruella de Vil. I want those puppies, you know, and, and, and it was so interesting because like then years later, I hadn't seen the movie since I was a kid. But in my mind, you know, my memory of it was a little bit. But then, then later on, after I kind of created the character, I went back and I watched it, the old Cruella. And it was great because I realized, oh, this was my own version of Cruella. It was based on the original, but, and, but it was really my memory of the original and then that kind of branched into this other wonderful thing um so anyway yes i used to uh imitate and then um when i discovered i had a voice and i said and i thought oh i have something you know that 
maybe some people don't have here. Um, I, I started listening to different artists and just try and trying to uh, imitate their sound. Uh, you know, Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, uh, uh, Carol Lawrence in, in, um, in uh, uh, West Side Story, uh, Shir uh, Shirley Jones, um, to name a few. And then, of course, pop artists, you know, like Whitney Houston and that. And so they, oh, and especially Ella Fitzgerald, I should say, because uh, when I was, first time I heard my, uh, first time I heard Ella Fitzgerald, I actually thought it was my mom singing. I could I, di I didn't know who, I mean, I was a kid, I didn't know who she was. And I found out who she was. So I like, oh, I went crazy. And that's when I learned how to scat which is which then helped me to get City of Angels years later, um, but yes, that's I I just I've had this ear, and I kind of I break I, I break placement down in my head. <laughs> uh, I can hear I hear how people are placing their voices, and and I know that one of the questions that <laughs> you were going to ask me was how I approach characters, mm -hmm. and a big portion of that. Uh, besides what I've learned in acting class and that, all of that is, I guess my own sort of unique um, approach is finding that character's unique voice, their true voice. Um, and I, I, I sort of have a wheelhouse to work with, you know, and, and <laughs> sometimes it might be a combination of two. And, and, and so interesting, like this is a good example, Cruella DeVille, when I wanted to find her singing voice, I kept hearing a combination of Shirley Bassey and, um, um, God, what, I'm trying, I'm having a blank, um, about Eartha Kitt. I was about to, I was about to say, I was like, Eartha Kitt, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sort of, I, I heard, I heard this, so when she sang, it was like a, a combination or, or of that, so, um, yeah, so so then with each character, you know, I sort of uh, pull from from different people, from different icons. Really, they're 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 sort of out there in the ether, and I I I find it. And then with something like Great Gardens, to you know, I I listen to her accent and her voice, and uh, it come becomes a part of me. Their 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 voice and their voice becomes a part of me and therefore their essence because i think a character's voice that that's where their that's that's how their essence is expressed really uh whether it's a musical or a play mm -hmm. and um so it's one element i mean there's there's other elements of course to creating a character but um that's just one and and the same thing happened with with uh lucille ball and Oh my gosh! I was—I remember the shooting schedule was very, very rigorous, and uh, I was like I said, I would say I was sleeping, eating, and brushing my teeth. Lucille Ball, <laughs> and she was just a part of me. I mean, I was dreaming Lucille Ball. I really was, uh, and um, it's it, it, so much so that I really, I really. I really felt like I was channeling her essence and what would break the whole illusion is when I would look in the mirror and it was really annoying. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that, that was my, that was my challenge <laughs> looking in the mirror because 
uh, we, I would, I'm, I'm such a, a kind of a perfectionist or, or, you know, and I, and I, I would see myself and I was like, Oh no, no, that's not the right face. That's not it. And so it, yes, it would break the illusion for me. So I had to avoid looking in the mirror. <laughs> so a favorite story of mine that was on your website was at age 19, you approached talent agent Bill Timms and you gave him a demo tape where you perform monologues and then songs from Avita. And then he signed you immediately and described you as being able to do anything. So I, 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 I did two monologues for him and then I, uh, I had a, a, a tape or like a demo of me singing um, Evita. And uh, the two, yeah, the two monologues were Sophie's Choice and Nuts. <laughs> So at a very young age, it's interesting. I I was very attracted to like these meaty roles. Uh, now now it's so different, you know. I mean, I, I I feel like well, another reason might be because I was tall and I sometimes carried myself a little with, with a little bit more maturity than 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 most people at my age and. Um, and so I was so never worse. cast. I was ne- well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was so I was never cast as as the you know teeny bopper. I that's just that uh, and and but I was luckily and but not so lucky. I was drawn to like these like thirty year old characters. Like I remember this. And Bill Timms told me this because he knew somebody in the casting or something, and he said that uh, I went in for Grizabella and they wrote. In her thirties, I was nineteen. I was nineteen. Uh, yeah, so they they thought they thought I was in my thirties, and you know, uh, described my belt and everything. But um, yeah, so uh, yes, that was uh, that was the first time I met my agent, Bill Timms. Um, I was going to HB Studios at the time, and uh, uh, Brad Ross was the uh, piano accompanist in in one of my um, musical theater classes in one of my interpretation classes. And he asked me, uh, you know, Hey, you know, do, do you have an agent? And, and will you sing some demos for me? And I was like, will it cost anything for me? I don't have any money. <laughs> I didn't know what demos were. And, uh, I said, no, no, it's for me. And so anyway, I, I went over to his studio and I sang all these different things. He's like, you need an agent. And so he he introduced me to Bill Timms and um, the rest is history. Uh, and I was really grateful for for Bill, you know, believing in me and, and at such a young age. And And then he was able to get me into the audition for City of Angels. But I went through a whole... Oh, a whole um, New York, you know, story uh, before that happened, um, where I completely lost my confidence and I was t- terrified of being homeless and um, having dreams of like uh, homeless people coming through my my air conditioning vent because I remember my air conditioning, my air conditioner was taken out because it was broken. And so there was just a cardboard piece of cardboard between me and the outside world. I was on the floor. I was on the first floor. Uh, oh. You know, it was, it was, you know, 
it was a very interesting time. Um, <clears throat> but uh, luckily, he, you know, stuck with me. And uh, a week before I had City of Angels, I completely bombed an audition for uh, uh, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I, why can't I see Starlight Express? Cats? No, no, no. Phantom. No, the one that's Phantom. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> totally senior moment here. <laughs> um, Phantom and. Uh, so then when I got City of Angels, the audition, which was totally a fluke, by the way, because they weren't seeing, you know, unknowns, but I think they couldn't, they couldn't find this, they couldn't cast this one role. They weren't, the, the creatives didn't like anybody they saw. And so they kind of expanded the search and they brought me in and apparently I was cast, uh, they stopped the auditions for that role at that moment and i i i walked into i i left the audition i sang uh i sang an ella fitzgerald scott song and i uh you know i really worked on on the character and everything pulled a little bit from marilyn monroe because it wasn't they wanted a marilyn monroe type character and um as said when i was in the ele elevator larry galbart who of course, created MASH and so many other pieces, brilliant pieces of work. Um, he said, how, you know, how old are you? And I said, I'm 20. <laughs> and he said, you're going to be a big star. And oh. I, I remember uh, leaving the elevator. And remember, at that time, they didn't have cell phones. So I went to a pay phone and I called Bill Tips and I said, I think I got the role. <laughs> it was very exciting. I was so incredibly green uh, and, but so bright eyed and bushy tailed and positive, which is really important. I think we always have to keep a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. So I also, so I was doing a little, I was doing a deep dive of you on YouTube and I found that you do celebrity impressions as well. <laughs> yes. My favorite <laughs> three was Julie Andrews, Cher, and Judy Garland. So my question <laughs> is, did you ever do your Julie Andrews for Julie Andrews? Oh, yes. And she said it was the best impression <laughs> she's ever heard of. Um... <laughs> Yes, no, she, I have it in quotes somewhere that she said that I, I do the best impression of her. Um, and I, you know, we had, I, I was very, what she called, she's, she's, oh, you're very cheeky, Rachel. You're, you're cheeky. Um, so I would, I would tease her and I, I tell this story sometimes uh, about how uh, when I, when we did putting it together, we shared mm -hmm. a dressing room. Can you imagine how amazing that was? <laughs> And sometimes at the end of a tough eight show week, she would come in and she'd say, oh, Rachel, oh, I don't think I have it in me. I am just exhausted. <laughs> and I'd say, Julie, am I going to have to sing you the song? And she'd say, oh, no, Rachel, please don't. And then I go, oh, it's a jolly holiday with Julie. You know, and I'd sing the whole song. She'd oh, fuck it, all right, I'll do the show, <laughs> is what she would say. Um, so we had this little, this little, you know, if this little thing that we'd banter that we'd have backstage and, um, <laughs> she was, 
she was a lot of fun. Um, she's also cheeky herself, you know. Um, <laughs> That's one of the things I love I learned about her because you're so used to seeing like Julie Andrews as like, you know, like everyone's grandmother. And then you hear about her behind the scenes and she's like this lovable. Yeah. I think that's, you know, but, you know, that's, it was her sense of humor, you know. It, 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 you think that you can find any ingenue, right, to play a character like Maria von Trapp or uh, um, Mary Poppins. But Julie always had this little, she was a little cheeky. I mean, she had that little <laughs> sense of humor underneath it all that made her unique and lovable and goofy, you know, like, you know, oh, rheumatism, you know, <laughs> you know, and she said, oh, rheumatism. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that's why she's just, she's so beloved. And she was, and she would be very goofy too um, in rehearsals. <laughs> um, I mean, it's why I want to see her as Madame Armfeld in A Little Night Music. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and everyone's like, but she well, can't sing anymore. And I was that's... like, well, Madame Armfeld is in a singing role. So, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I've always wanted to play Desiree too. So that's, we, that's let's do I'm... it. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I hmm. yeah I, I feel very close to that role. I'm very particular now about anything I would want to do, and that is that is one role that I would love to play. There's I think there's a lot of gold in that in that role, and you know, they people have their different interpretations of it, mm -hmm. but. Um, I think I think when one plays it truthfully with with it's a it's a beautiful journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. So I want to take a brief pivot from talking about theater. Um, so <clears throat> so now this is just me because I'm uh, a DC Comics and DC Universe nerd. You were in um, Justice League Unlimited. You were played Cersei, aka one of Wonder Woman's arch foes, which is never seen because Wonder Woman is so underutilized <clears throat> um, and you got to work with this with an incredible woman Andrea Romano Andrea Romano so what was it like working on that okay this you're going to laugh at what? me <laughs> I don't even know when I here's the weird thing I I have such a vague memory <laughs> of doing that and i swear to god um like whatever it was maybe i mean i knew of course i knew that i did cersei and i i as far as strangely it's almost like i have amnesia <laughs> i can't remember like actually recording it and years like i don't know how many years ago i i came across it on youtube and i was like oh what is this <laughs> like oh my gosh and i was laughing i was like i don't remember doing this i mean i did i did remember doing it i know that it's on my resume etc but i couldn't remember the song i didn't remember that i sang lulu's back in time ta town i didn't i didn't remember any of that isn't that crazy and there must have been a lot of stuff going on at the time i must have been super super busy and it was just like bing bang boom i i, I I don't even know what year that was done, but it yes, was I released in like 2004, I think. 
Really? No. Really? I think so. 2004, 2005. So it's probably them recording in 2003 or 2004. I must have had a concussion or something. But anyway, yes, of course. I remember doing it. But, you know, you go into the recording studio. You don't actually get to meet some of the, the, you know, necessarily record with other people. So... But that was Andrew's uh, big you know, thing. I never really recorded with everyone. I do not. I, I know this. <laughs> I, I isn't that awful. I I'm I'm so embarrassed. But it's like I have amnesia. I don't remember doing it. And it's almost like kind of, it's like oh my gosh, this is really funny. But I just, <laughs> I know. I I I, I I'm just being honest. Isn't that shameful? Uh, but I I. I I just, I just have this vague recollection of doing it. I'm so proud of it too because I watched. It. I was like, oh, "This is really good." <laughs> I really like this. I mean, it's a. And you I... know what's so wild is that in that it's like I, you know, I do my cabaret show in a red dress like that. So it's really weird because it's like, wait a second, that looks like me now, and I have darker hair too because I was definitely blonde when I probably did it, and. Just my voice sounds a little younger. I'm surprised that it came out in 2004, but maybe it did. That's probably when I moved back to L.A. Um, I remember doing Happy Feet and a, and a bunch of other things that I did in L.A. You know, but I, and, but I remember that recording, but I don't remember this league. And it's so weird. <laughs> I swear, that's not true of anything else I've done. But that... I, I, it's very weird. I must have been. I have no idea. I rewatched I it last know. night, and it was so so funny. My favorite. I, I, my yeah. favorite was the joke with Medusa because y'all were cellmates in Tartarus, and um, <laughs> and she goes, "Tell Cersei I want my curling iron back." That's hilarious. I know it's my sense of humor too, which is really interesting. It's like it's so me. Like if you want to know. What, what my sense of humor is. That is my sense of humor. So the way that I was the perfect one to cast in that role, and I have no recollection of it. But, I'm, but I'll tell you, I'm enjoying it now. <laughs> That's what counts. <laughs> I, I'm trying to post stuff on it. I have to figure out how to do that. But um, yeah, it's uh, this little bit of gold that I did in my past. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, so... Thank you. <laughs> so we'll now go back to theater. So something I learned about you once I went into a deep dive for you after I watched Kiss Me Kate was that you did the 101 Dalmatians, the musical. And it was like a U.S. tour. Um, and I know I was listening to the score and I was like, this actually contains a lot of bops. I was like, the score is incredible. Like, what's well, yeah. catchy. Dennis, I mean, it's, it's Dennis DeYoung especially sticks, um your final song um cruella always gets what cruella always it's wins yes yeah you can get that you can find that too on somewhere on, it's on youtube, YouTube. And, um yeah, so yeah. what drew you to this project well i kind of <laughs> gave an intro to yeah. that a while ago but I was like, oh my God, I'm Cruella because I just that's I get her so well. I mean I just I grew up doing, because I think the way I, I had a very interesting grandmother. 
<laughs> and so I also put a little bit of my grandmother in there too, which I think, you know, was the icing on the cake. But um, I, don't, I just, I just, when I heard that that role was out there, I'm like, oh my God, that has me written all over it. Um, I just knew it was just right in my little sweet spot. So um, yeah, I, I uh, auditioned for it and I got it and uh, oh, I just loved it. I just, I had a, 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 such a ball doing it. I had to leave it early yes. because I, uh, I mean, they didn't know this, but I was, I, I was pregnant uh, at the time, uh, but um, I didn't, it didn't, uh, the problem was I, I'd had many miscarriages and uh, I was dancing on stilts. So, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, the doctors were like, I don't want to dance on stilts if you want this to, to you know, work. So I kind of had to sneak out and, um, but it was completely in my contractual rights to do so. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't see that one completely through to Broadway uh it was it was unfortunate but um i did love it i did i really really enjoyed it and i sort of had to you know make a choice at that moment um but there were also there were also some some problems with the show as well uh the cast was divine and the, the there were so many wonderful things about the show but i i think they just couldn't decide whether it was a children's show or a broadway show they couldn't mm -hmm. find that happy medium um which was which was sad because it there was a lot of gold there was it hard adjusting to the stilts or did you pick up on that i loved the stilts <laughs> I, I i now I, if i did them now i'm not so sure but but at the time i was like yeah give me some parallettes give me some chemise yeah i'll do it I was always game, um, but I think uh, I, I originally I was doing. He had me like do it. It was like, are you kidding me? <clears throat> Warren Carlyle was having me <laughs> do like Shanae's and all these things. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do it. But I think they were like, you know what? It looks you might be comfortable, but it looks dangerous. So we're gonna simplify it a little bit. People are worried you're gonna die up there. <laughs> So I want to talk just briefly about Anything Goes, specifically because you returned, you revisited the role recently in London after you did the tour. So what was it like coming back to that? Because I remember there was stuff online with you where you were literally like, I, I might be misremembering this, but there was a photo of you where you were just covered in ice packs after, and you said just did like the Anything Goes, like the title number. I might be remembering that wrong, or I might be confusing you with Sutton Foster. Oh, maybe it was Sutton Foster. You might be confusing me. But there, there was, I think I did post a, a picture of me after rehearsal in London. And I was just like, I was so exhausted. Oh my gosh. Because I, I, with the pandemic, I was out of shape, like really out of shape. And like, you know, how many years older, <laughs> you know, so uh, no spring chicken, but um uh, I did it. I did it. I was proud of myself. And, uh, you know, I mean, Sutton's, uh, Sutton's incredible. I mean, she's, she's teaching these classes. Oh my God. Oh, she's a dynamo. Um, she's a bit younger than me too. And, um, 
so I, I still got it. I still got it. But um, uh, yeah, it was, it took some, some, uh, yeah, I, it took some rehearsal. I, I had to get back in shape a little bit. I was definitely not there, but fun, like so much fun and, and enjoyed being in London with a wonderful cast. And uh, we did talk of, of, uh, and it was really difficult. It was a, it was a struggle for me. They wanted me to do a UK tour and, I just, I loved everybody there. I mean, top to bottom, it was just a joy. And it was a really, really hard decision um, because it would have meant, meant, you know, my my daughter going to school in London or and, and me not seeing my daughter because she would be in school in London and I would be, uh, you know, traveling all over UK. So it just, uh, I, I wouldn't be raising my daughter for that year pretty much. and. Um, there were just there were just a lot of factors to consider, and I I just couldn't do it. And my my ma- my management wanted me to be in here, uh, so yeah, I I I had to turn it down. But mm-hmm. I would I would be in amazing shape right now <laughs> if I'd done it. But who knows? I could be in the hospital too. <laughs> it's so rigorous. So so I want to move on to Victor Victoria. Because I I recently rewatched it a few months ago, and I'm just so amazed at how much it still holds up. Oh, and there are so I many. I haven't watched it in I don't know how long. <laughs> there are so many great one-liners. I mean, mostly yours. I was I rewatched like highlights of it. My favorites Thank you, Blake. were <laughs> my favorites were when it was when you were leaving Paris, and then one of the goons one of king's goons comes in was like was like um norma and you're like i'll be out in a minute. and then you just start beating <laughs> him with the purse and then he closes the door and then you start beating the door <laughs> with the purse and then you turn around and you're just like Hoo. and then you start talking to toddy and then oh, in- that by the way you okay so this, this is an interesting story about that uh video is that we shot that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was, I don't know if, I don't know if it was in previews or it was, it, may, it was either in previews or it was like early, early on. Because you still have the Louis Says number, which I know got cut. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I'm feeling it was, I, I, I recollect it being in previews. And my role expanded more and so you saw i really boy as time went on i really made a meal out of that <laughs> hitting the door and it became very i think it got even funnier i i there's a part of me that that wishes they could have shot it like a little bit later but um it's still but then when i watched it that's what i felt like in the moment when i did it but uh, when i watched you know when i shot it but then years later uh, I watched it. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny, actually. So <laughs> it was just my, you know, my attention to detail. Like, oh, no, <laughs> this changed and that changed. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. but no, it was, it was it was still good. But I do wish they could have. It's too bad some of the, the latter, uh, you know, what? Because what, here's the thing with Blake, uh, which you can say was 
is, is a good quality or not a good quality, but he loved, he, he really never froze the show. He, com- he always mm-hmm. tinkered and uh, I appreciate it. I really, I really love Blake and I really enjoyed working with him. Um, and it was just, it was really kind of cool to do a show that was always growing. Mm-hmm. You know, as they should I be. I enjoyed it. I, um, <laughs> um, yeah, he was always just trying to other, perfect it. Yeah. My other favorite lines was pretty much our entire final scene in the hotel with the like the grammatical things and shoot who and then you said whom and then what's his name goes shoot her and then um also my mother was a nun and then all of the confused looks like what so i always so that came up that was you know the creative process it's such a beautiful thing isn't it and we were i guess we were in yeah we were in previews yeah we were in previews and uh, it, I, the scene used to go where um, I said, I can't remember, maybe you maybe you can remember the exact line, <laughs> but I, I kind of run out saying, everybody's gay or whatever, yep. you know, like I, what am I, the whole world is turning gay or something like that. And, uh, and then I would just run out after saying that. And I, I one day I said, Blake, Come on, we need a better, we need a better line there. We need something, you know, she's got to have the last word, okay? She's got to, she can't go off. You can't have Norma just running off like scared and like, oh, like defeated. You can't have her run off defeated. She's got to have the last word and it's got to mean something. And so then he said, say, my mother was a nun. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Because I just remember it was it was you went up to what what was it? It was like Bernie Bear, something like that. The whatever the guy that was with Toddy. Um I'm totally blanking on his name. The guy oh, who was with Craig, Craig Jabara? Craig yes, Jabara? that one. The one who was with Toddy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you were just like, What happened to all the good men in this world? Like, right. I might as well become a nun. And then everyone's like, a nun. You say, Why? What's wrong That's with that? My mother was a nun, and then everyone yeah, just like looks it. at thank each other. Thank you for reviewing my. <laughs> thank you for for reviewing my lines to me. <laughs> remember something like that. So, yes, that those are the lines. What was it like creating this show? I mean, we talked already a little bit about this, but it, it was just it was such a oh it it was just right in in the middle of the creative process <laughs> right in the nucleus of the creative process it, it was just so full and rich and fun and um you know julie and blake and and uh you know the material's so fun and and you know michael and Barry and tony roberts everybody was it was just uh such a dream uh creative team uh you know including the cast and um uh so we and and and, you know you have julie andrews at the helm uh who is all things warm and lovely so 
Um, it was just a very healthy environment. Uh, now, some people might disagree, <laughs> but I don't know. I, that was my that was my experience. And um, you know, Casey Nicola was also in the show, mm -hmm. and there was just so many great creatives in there. Um, and it was such an experience because we almost every day we would have new lines and we would do them that night. So it was a very, it's like, oh, you know, we have a new scene. I was like, we're going to do that. Oh, so this was another thing I learned about the creative process was uh, <clears throat> always learning, always learning, right? Um, is that, you know, Blake would sometimes give us these scenes. He's like, I just wrote this last night. I want to hear it. And we're going to do it tonight. And sometimes we'd see the scene and we'd go, uh, oh, this is so funny. This is amazing. It's going to be great. <laughs> you know, and we do it and it's crickets. And then, you know, the next time we get, then we get another scene and he's like, and he would just be, like, he would add a scene. Like, it would just be a totally new scene. Like, <laughs> like okay, okay. You always had to be game. And I remember this one. We, uh, we thought we were like, oh no, this is uh, this is going to be bad. I, now I'm trying to remember which scene it was at the moment, but um, with everybody was like, oh god, how do we tell him? This is just not good. This is just stupid. How are we sure? And, and he's like, just do it. Just try it for me. Just try it for me. And we're like, all of us seriously reluctant to do this new version of whatever the scene was. We do it that night the audience explodes. <laughs> so you just never know. You just never know. Um, <laughs> you, you think something's going to work and you never know. You got to put it in front of an audience. I keep waiting for a revival of it because it's <laughs> such a good, it's a good show that still holds up. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, for me, I, it's just like, I'm like Lady Gaga as Victoria. Oh, and then, that's great. And then Billy Porter as Toddy. Ooh, nice. Ooh, you're a good caster. Maybe you should do casting as well. <laughs> well, my thing is I like to cast, but then I also like to work with the actors. So, because yes. <laughs> you should do all of it. So, yes. <laughs> So I want to um, move on to Kiss Me, Kate, because I have a lot of questions. Um, the first three I just had was um, Jesus freaking Christ, WTF, and how. Because <laughs> just like in amaze, because I'm amazed at how, like what you did with the role. Because like, yes, no, all, not like evil, like what the fuck, like, like how did you do this? What the fuck? Because um, it perfectly showcased your vocals. You managed to do legit soprano, but then you also were able to make it sound bitchy at parts. Um, <laughs> like, and I mean, I consider you to be the definitive Lily Vanessi. <laughs> um, thank you. That's that's so nice to hear. Thank you. You know, some of that hard work paid off or something. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Uh, 
as I try to figure out what my brand is <laughs> throughout my lifetime, it's been very, very difficult for me because I consider myself such a chameleon. So it's like, what's your brand? I don't know everything. <laughs> um, so, um, but growing up, I had an affinity for old movies and old movie stars and the whole style and flair and it's so a part of me it's just so inside of me the the lingo the everything and um so you know you to play somebody like Billy Vanessi is just like oh, you got this baby you know it's I just I I I know that style I know it and um I, you know, I even saw, oh, oh wait, who did, who played Lily Vanessi in the movie, Catherine, the original movie, oh, Catherine, heart-shaped lips, my, my dad had a crush on her, and so, anyway, she was a very operatic type of uh, uh, person, but, um, I, I, you know, very famous as well, but, you know, you watch that, I was like, oh, I can do this better, <laughs> you know, but I, I just, I think I just take it from, as a kid, I said that, right? I just, it's just, I know that era so well. I know where to take stuff from. I, it's just, mm, it's there for me. Um, it's a part of me. Uh, so that's uh, why I think I just found it. I, I, I found I could, I could do that. Um, and, I had also, I, you know, I had, I had a lot of fire to express through Kate, you know, she's just fiery and, uh, <laughs> it was very familiar with Taming of the Shrew and, um, definitely wanted to hold true to that whole section as well, which I think a lot of people don't, they, uh, I guess they do sort of a silly version of it and, and I, I, you know, I like to make her a good actress, you know, you try to, you know, but then of course she has the obstacle of these, these, you know, uh, hoodlums on stage, you know, <laughs> gangsters on stage. And so it's just, you know, you use the bird. <laughs> I like you're just, happy just... and you're singing to the bird and they shoot it and you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I I I love I love playing a character, you know, very truthfully, and you know, they're, they 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 certain things are very important to them, and then of course this huge obstacle comes up and just completely shatters that. That's that's hilarious to me. But you gotta you gotta hold true to that. <laughs> the you know, so I, I I did love Lily Vanessi's, and she is much like Kate. You know, she's like a she's like she's like a cat. You know, and mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah. Uh, yes, I am very feline as well. So that and I do find that Lily Vanessi is very cat-like, though. Can't hold her down. So you replaced, and I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but you replaced Marin Maisie in the West End production, right? Yes. So how much freedom were you given to explore the role? Because I know sometimes replacements, you're like oh. given zero freedom. They're like, you have to do it like this. Well, well so that's, that was, okay, so it, I, I mean, some interesting things to share about that creative process because it's a different creative process um 
you know, they had, what's interesting is you can have a, a production, you know, that, that, that tours like art art i was very proud of our international tour of kiss me kate i thought it was really really well done and you know i felt like some things may have been improved and and i i, I just thought we had a really great company um but we established we found our niches you know we you know me and rex had our own thing and blah, blah, blah. so you go to another company and uh Marin and brent had their own had their own very Brent Barrett had their own thing going on too, you know? And so you got to respect that because that, like, this is their house. Mm-hmm. This is their house. And I'm sort of coming in and <laughs> the home record. But yeah, you know, but you know, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like the home record. But, but I also want to bring sort of some of the gold that I have mm-hmm. to what I found because I found some gold too. And of course, Brent is a major professional. And so, he was open, but there was, I remember when we were doing the whole dressing room scene, we had some problems because it was like, well, we usually do this. Well, we do this. And, you know, it was like, it was, it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm making it more than it was, but there was a little bit of, you know, we had to adjust. We had to make some adjustments and sort of, you know, trade off. Well, what if I, you know, okay, I'll do that, but maybe you could do this. <laughs> maybe I can, you allow me to do this because I really liked this little thing that I did. And so, um, we kind of, we, we, we worked it out and we found some things, but there was very, one very funny thing about that, that in their whole creative process, Brent, it was hilarious to me, but, um, <laughs> we were, um, you know, the, some of the choreography kind of changes a little bit too, cause it's adjusted. So it's the same choreography, right? But they do it a little bit differently than what we did. And there's this one part at the end, kiss me, Kate, kiss them, kiss them, Kate, mm-hmm. where he's supposed, he's trying to, he's trying to get me to kiss him, but I'm mm-hmm. refusing. That's, that's the intention, right? But somehow Brett was just thinking of it as choreography. <laughs> I mean, it's a brilliant actor. It's a brilliant, you know, he, he, he's so great, right? And I was like, you know, can you give me a little more, you know, resistance here? You know, because I was just, you know, because he was just like twirling me in and out and just doing this thing. I was like, can you, but, and, and I was like, yeah, can you give me, you know, and I guess I can't remember how it came about, but I finally said, no, no, you're trying to kiss me. That's what I'm trying to get away from you. And you're trying to kiss me. He's like, oh. <laughs> You know how I don't know how long they've been doing the role when I came in, but um, with Marin. But I, I, so that, that's so those. But that's how the choreography was created to be like you know like ah come back here. But he he's supposed to do it very of course fluently, like it's mm-hmm. just a production. Like I'm like oh I'm just spinning her out. But his intention is like I'm going to get her to kiss me. I'm going to get her to kiss me, and I'm trying to get away. And I'm like, oh, well, because I'm like, I'm gonna go out the door unless you stop me, because I'm, I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> so, um, but that, but so, but, but so it's, I, I tell the story only just because it's, it's interesting how different companies develop different gold, different different things that work, and then sometimes you know you can learn from different companies as well, and what they've found is each, you know, <laughs> each creative process finds their their own stuff. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i just remember i still watch that like every now and then because i just like i can't get over just how i mean i was specifically obsessed with you and nancy but also i mean brett brent and michael are just also incredible like everyone is just like i consider that the definitive kiss me kate because it's just it's i think it's so well executed <laughs> i feel like there's the i feel like everyone knows where to balance their on-stage characters versus their off-stage character like their character characters and then they're like characters i mean like their characters in the show and then their characters in the show show mm-hmm. whereas i feel like there are some productions that don't necessarily find that balance and it's but anyway yeah. Yeah, so I thank you so much for joining me. I have just, I've, like I said, you were one of my top people that I wanted on my podcast. <laughs> so I just have three final questions for you. Um, okay. First and foremost, um, where can the people find you online? Oh, I am uh, at the Rachel York uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Although I don't know how do we feel about Twitter these days, but um, <laughs> yes, and I am I'm working on doing more stuff on there. I've, I've you know for for a long time I resisted social media because I I didn't get it. I'm starting to get it now. I'm 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 educating myself on it because um, you know in my when I grew up I I kept seeing it as like bragging or or. Like, look at me, look at me, and like, get my lips. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, ew. <laughs> I don't want to do no. that. <laughs> I don't want to show, I don't want to show people what I ate today. I yeah. don't want to, nope. you know, I, 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 I wasn't interested in doing that. So it kind of like resisted it a lot. And I, and I realized, you know, it's like free advertisement. So I have to uh, find my own, I'm finding my way. <laughs> social media um but yes so that's my that's my handle and um yeah it's gonna get better <laughs> is there anything you want anybody to- anybody out there wants to give me help I'm- <laughs> is there anything you want to plug um this is this episode will air may 26 well at the moment not right now, but I am, I'm working on something really, really exciting. And um, uh, I'm working on a, I actually wrote a, a pilot, but now I'm turning oh. it into a movie. <laughs> oh. into a movie. And it is about a Broadway actress. And it's uh, about a Broadway actress that she's sort of like the modern day Joan Crawford in a way, but uh-huh. without all the baggage perhaps <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so because i i love that style i love that flair and i know i know it very well and so that's this character is is very much like that and um but it's a it's a murder mystery oh i love those i love those <laughs> yeah so and then my final so. question is is there a lady you would love to have lunch with <gasps> oh and you know what uh, you know when as an actor, as a working actor and busy actor, I've always wanted to be a lady who lunches. That's <laughs> been my dream. I'm, I swear to God, because I never had any time to do anything like that. And so I'm, I am. I feel like now I'm, I'm a lady who lunches. <laughs> and who would I like to have lunch with? Oh, God, there's some probably Michelle Obama. But 
is, is that what you mean? Or do you mean somebody within our and, I mean, my only industry? rule is they can't be a fictional character. That's my only rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, there are a lot of people I would like to. And does it have to be a lady? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, probably. yeah. I mean, preferably, but like if they use like if they're not if they don't identify as a woman, but they still use like she her like she pro like they use like she they pronouns. Like I'm cool with that. Like I'm not very stingy. Well, I would love to have. I, so Michelle Obama in my dream world, and uh, something that I never get to do often is have uh, lunch with my my two friends. Um, peppermint and body milligan yes so there and i would love you know that would be fun we always had a great time uh, working together and in fact they are prototypes in my script <laughs> so um they're they're like my they're the characters i have two characters that are based on them in my in my script as well so uh, uh did you yeah, see bonnie I would love and to, kimberly I do. Of did you see Bob? She is. I saw it in January. It was fantastic. I loved it. She is such a unique and wonderful talent. Um, yeah, she has something very, very special and unique. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that she's, you know, out there doing it. And uh, I, she's, you know, I wish her all the very best. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything but um, i think that she has a great a great future ahead of her mm -hmm. all right thank you so much again for joining me it was so wonderful talking to you so nice to talk to you too i will see you all next week bye bye okay bye so here's to the girls on the go everybody tries Look into their eyes and you'll see what they know Everybody dies A toast to that invincible bunch The dinosaurs surviving the crunch